Oh, wow. The world is rudderless. This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> this show is behind the shem shemas. Yes, it seems. I'll give you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. You maniacs! What is a man? You blew it up! Damn you! A miserable little pile of secrets! Damn you all to hell! What is BTS? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance of this. Your patience is wearing thin. What do you want? When do you want it? How do you want it? Who's your daddy? What about your mum? One speaking time! No, one! It's not gonna work, guys! Who are you voting for? Not John Key! Vote for me! Oh. Bob Parker! John Key! Me! You suck. When do you want it? It's episode 98 of Behind the Schemes for May 23rd, 2022. And how do you want it? I'm Boo Berry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And all the way from way the heck over here where you know that there's a couple of goats running around. My name is Lavish. What's good, man? How's it going? We got a super late start to tonight. <laughs> My apologies again. <laughs> it's all right. Life gets in the way sometimes, and uh, you were you were working. There's nothing else to it. Nothing else you can do about it other than tell yep. them to take that job and shove it right up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you, you do what you can. But you I was preoccupied just fine. I was on Hog Story right before the show, so I I wasn't bored. I, I was I was uh, taken care of. They're they're great. John Fletcher 
and John Fletcher and Carolyn Blaney on Hog Story. John and Fletcher and Carolyn and John. Blaney. There's <laughs> four of them. It's it's a total of yeah. the of the Hog and Story. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. I got to tune into a little bit of it. Uh, there was some during the end of the concert there, and uh, there was a like an intermission between the two shows and. Uh, y'all were discussing the uh, the horoscopes. I was a little thrown off because Fletcher started reading the dates off, and it took me a, a couple of minutes to figure out he had the uh, or or oh god, I can never get it right. Orca orcs uh, or yeah, orc- dude, I, orcyphalus. I was, orcyphalus. Uh, hold on, let me look it up. It's uh, or 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 orphelius or fictious or or o p h o p h i u c h u s. Ophicus? Ophicus? Ophicus. That sounds right. That sounds closer, I think. But I'm probably wrong anyway. Ophicus, the 13th sign of the Zodiac, which... What, the th- main thing that I learned was that that's what its name was, and that... Uh, and this, about Scorpio. Did you hear the part about Scorpio? Mm-mm. That it's only like six days. Oh, it's, super sh- it's got a super short window. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's... And it's the most, uh, like, diminished of all of the other ones. Scorpios are, are intense people. <laughs> yes. Let me just put it are. that way. Uh, it's in, been my experience with, with them as well. Uh, some of them, I would say, are more in tune with high strainness, strangeness, which is interesting. High uh, tuned? Like, they're very sensitive to paranormal stuff? Uh, not even paranormal, just weird synchronicities and, uh, and so on and so forth. Patterns. Yeah. I see. I see. They're also just very uh, big uh, party animals from what I've seen as well. Scorpios I've seen in action. They seem to know how to have a good time. No doubt. No doubt. Well, thanks for tuning in, Booby. I appreciate that. Hell yeah, I was trying I to send a you're was, busy man. I was trying to send a boost, but goddamn fountain shut down on me. Yeah, it does oh, it well. sometime. Oh well, yeah, it took strike forever too to uh, take my money. It, it took about an hour for the money to deposit from USD to Sats before I could send it into Fountain. Mm. <clears throat> Not so lightning fast anymore, is it? <laughs> I got your lightning right here. <laughs> uh, no, no deal. <laughs> hey yo, oh, yo. we should we should kick this off. Uh, I got, I drew the tarot card for tonight. I went to a classic. Uh, I went and pulled from the Line Strider deck. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. The OG. Yep. This draw was reversed, and I didn't even get a full shuffle in before the card flipped out of the deck. It was just boom, yes. right there. Hello. Uh, I'm your card tonight. Uh, even though it is reversed, I do have some brief keywords uh, for the... What is it? The Queen of Pentacles. The Queen of Pentacles. <laughs> it would help yeah. if I told you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Got him. Got I was him. waiting. <laughs> uh, it would be a ship without a rudder. Uh, some keywords, productivity, fertility, wealth, success, nurturing home, happiness, and prosperity. Um, now that being said, we did draw it reversed and mm-hmm. I had to go back to tarot X.net since I was using line strider. 
when the Queen of Pentacles reversed appeals, uh, excuse me, appears in a spread, it means that you need to change the distribution of time for other people in your life. If you feel someone is bringing you down, it is time to get them out of your life. You need to surround yourself with people you trust, uh, with mm. people who are out, uh, who are there when you fall. Right now, you are sensitive and easily caught up in the emotions of others, and this is not a good thing. Stop letting others hold you back. Instead, move boldly. Uh, move forward boldly. Hmm. This is the 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 reverse meaning. That's great. Correct. Now it's uh, looking at the card again. This is the. A uh, classic watercolor and ink deck. Uh, it's a very, very, very feminine queen uh, with a large tattoo on her right shoulder, uh, sort of uh, cradling a rabbit, an overgrown rabbit in her arms. Hmm. That looks very floral. I'm looking at this tattoo, I'm thinking, is it like a... I need to zoom in here. Is it a ship? Interesting. Looks like a, almost like a ship, which is uh, the ship sailing away is a very common image in the in the classic um, in the classic graphic of, of the tarot. You know, the, I, for, I always forget the guy's name. Rider Waite, right? Is that mm-hmm. it? Yes. Uh, the, like uh, I'm totally blanking on which cards, of course, but there are there are several cards in the tarot deck that have the the ship sailing away. Yeah, as a means of like fortune or you don't know what's going to happen. Things are out of your hands. And uh, to have that sort of image on this Queen of Pentacles who does have something in hand, it's a big old bunny. Oh, Which yes. is hard to catch. And we also know what, very- you know, you know what you get when you get bunnies? A lot of fucking. <laughs> That's right. And who doesn't want that? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. well, um, I just a brief message from the oh and there was one other thing I was I found her crown to be very interesting um not yeah, that it means anything but the the crown it just it in this particular art it looks like it would be more associated with the queen of cups it's got more of a it's just this feels more water in nature her actual crown and this is the queen of pentacles an earth sign uh i, I, just I don't know if it's because i'm looking at it upside down but the crown looks like violent like the cups like what you're talking about a queen of cups crown i feel like would be more like rounded and and nice and mm-hmm. this crown is just like spikes it almost looks like a thorn crown that's fair it's crazy that's just my take on it but mm. like I said, if I looked at it if I'm, now, I'm turning my head. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it has a, it it uh, folds out like a cup. It, it almost looks like a bottle cap. Oh, sorry, double tap. But yeah, no doubt. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Uh, so the queen ties to cups. The queen of pentacles. Uh, Represents traditional feminine traits. Uh, oh, this is about to get super sexist. Housewifery, uh, birthing personhood, nurturing, procreation. Often this card refers to a specific person in your life, so pay attention to whether this card represents yourself or a specific woman around you. Usually it will appear to people who are transitioning to a new stage of life. If you are working to get a promotion or are trying to get pregnant, it is relatively common for the Queen of Pentacles to appear. 
It's uh, both a combination of positive energy of the Earth uh, with the introverted quality of the Queen. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We've got a couple of uh, short phrases here. Reversed love meaning uh, could be shallow and selfish partner or a relationship for the wrong reasons. Uh, the career could be bad business partner or an unreliable colleague. And then finances could be hoarding or money mismanagement. Hmm. I'll apply to the reverse Queen of Pentacles. Very interesting. And if you would like to check out this card that we're talking about, discussing at this very moment, you can go over to zososcorner.substack.com. That shit's posted mm-hmm. up at the top. Along with all the uh, all the art that we do, and the links, and the the YouTube videos that we play clips from, it's all there. It's gorgeous. Yeah, you find it. Badradio.live. And it's the art that Booberry does. Booberry's a genius. He makes, like, at least a dozen pieces of art for every single show, and uh, it's all fantastic. And you owe it to yourself to go there and look at it, because there, there's no other show out there that has as much art for everything that's made in-house. At least there's very few, I would say. I won't say there aren't any, but there's very few. So get out there. Check it out. And if you want to see it while we're listening, uh, check out a nude podcast app. It'll scroll by in the chapters uh, as we go. It kind of looks like a a trashy weekly world news um, gas station magazine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, it's a CD uh, cereal, as they used to call them. A CD cereal. Uh, Hell a CD yeah. Cereal. Hell yeah. Uh, one of those pulp fictions, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we. Oh shit! I. Oh god! I'm so glad that I caught this. Oh fuck! I forgot. We got to get a tarp dragged out for tonight because it's a. Uh, it's gonna get really messy. Hold on, can you lift your foot up for a second? Hold on. Okay. Yeah, get your yeah. Get it tucked oh, in yeah. all the way over here. We gotta get the little pincher in there. Yep. Lay all that Tie down. It down. There you go. Yeah. All right. Sorry. It's okay. Gonna, it's gonna be a. <laughs> it's gonna get really messy tonight. Really oh, messy. Is it, gonna, is, is it like a Gwif show or something? Is it, are we gonna bleed on everybody? Uh, that's not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> admittedly <All right. laughs> admittedly um that's cool that's cool uh but if you would like to boost this show you can check out one of those uh those new fangled uh satoshi streaming apps where you can send micro payments of bitcoin in real time to to shows like this one and so many of uh the shows that are featured on the no agenda stream check it out it's a good time uh we do that because it's a value for value fucking podcast you know it and it's uh you know it's another way that bitcoin is actually used as as a means of you know giving valuable something i don't know what it is zeros and ones to so, to someone else easy peasy lemon squeezy mm. uh, if you if you want to support a public radio uh, in its current form uh in the beginning of the the second millennium as it were Yes, this is the Roaring Twenties. Yes. <laughs> this is getting worse. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. my. There's a lot of <laughs> schemes out there. Boost with the force. Let your feelings guide you. It's like, this like blackmail. 
do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. Put on your 3D glasses now. It's just, it's wet everywhere. Just constantly, constantly <laughs> raining down fire on you. Raw, raw, raw. <laughs> Satan and hellfire coming, and everybody's just trying to eat your brains out and get you to take all this hydrogenated corn syrup, and it never ends, people. <clears throat> Sorry. I get, all, I get all jonesed out sometimes. Uh, I know that feeling, man. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, oh, God. You got to warn somebody. Jesus, Servo. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. They have a lot of blood in them. That is a lot of blood. I'm so glad we laid that tarp down when we did. Oh, That Jesus. was a good idea, man. Yeah. Huh. I was about to make wow. a mess. Jesus. <laughs> we should have probably got the gimp to help us, but, you know. He's in the freezer right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he's a little preoccupied <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> uh, that was Servo with 3369 using the Boost CLI command line boosting. Uh, and he said, I heard a boost. You heard the boost. And Thank you. if there was any Thank confusion you, as to what just happened there, Servo uh, sacrificed a goat in the green room. Um, and it's there's a lot of red. There's a lot. You know, of if anyone was going to do it, it was probably going to be Servo. He's going to anoint his, uh, his styrofoam bust with it. <laughs> oh, this just got super cereal. He's like another trophy. <laughs> uh, we also had coming in earlier today. I know DeLorean was having some issues uh, getting her boost to work through Fountain, but she uh, she sent in a staggering. 33,333 sets. Whoa. Big baller. Shot Shot collar. 20-inch blades on the Impala. I'm just a rock and roll clown. That's as loud as a Toshi's. That's a lot of Satoshi's. Is this making you horny? I do that's not medical advice. And <laughs> I know you like uh, to get wet, dog. Uh, uh, there was actually there was actually a message attached to that one. She says a booster, 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 boosting. This is a scream free producing. Uh, okay. I'm no poet, but thanks for bringing value Monday after Monday. Love you, dudes. Oh, love you. I don't know if I fucked Thank that you. up. But she said this is scheme-free producing. Okay. I just want to make sure I, I didn't fuck that up. Thank you, DeLorean. I appreciate that. You know what's even harder than reading normal stuff? Reading poetry out loud. Mm. That's the hardest thing in the world to read out loud is poetry. You know, one time I got... You'll always screw it up. I got a poem put... Uh, poem published one time in a book uh-uh. yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh I, I get it I, yeah 
uh, DeLorean just uh, pointed out it's booster, 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 boosting. This is sc- scheme free producing. Oh, Robert Jimmy fulfill me. Boosters of the night. Of the night. <laughs> of course. How did we not catch that? Listen, I've had a lot on my plate as of late, okay? Like, I'm not firing yeah. in all cylinders, okay? <laughs> I'm at four today, okay? I got four <laughs> cylinders, okay? <laughs> And they are chugging away. (laughs) (laughs) I might have that stuck. Well, we might have to. uh, I should say, Laurie and Spencer and I did a a quick collaboration uh, this past week, and it'll be featured right smack middle in the intermission for tonight. Sweet, excellent, excellent. We we love. I love it when uh, we get to put stuff in the intermission that uh, other people give us. Hell yeah! There's a there's three actually that are producer driven. Yep. Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thousand sats came in from Bully Steed. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, almost fucked it up. It came in from Boosty Steed. Boosty Steed. Dame Boosty Steed. And I think it's a wave emoji, but she said, love the wave emoji, the music intermission episode 97, Elgin Marbles and Wagner, all in one podcast. (laughs) Uh, That Wagner stuff was fun. Hell yeah. It was was all fun. It was, yeah. Thank you, Boosty Steed. And then uh, last, holy shit, look at that. From Podverse. Someone through Podverse boos- uh, boosted us for 66 sets, and it's from Boomy. I don't Boomy. I don't, hello, Boomy. Pleasure. Yeah, pleasure to meet you. Oh, I hope your night's well. Thank you for boosting us. Yeah. Yes, it's true. The rumors are true. Uh, you Boomy can boost- has, has joined the, uh, the boosting phenomenon. Mmm, Boomy, you're a freak. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but um, Mitch from Podverse was uh, was gracious enough to help me out in getting a boosting set up through Podverse. Um, mm. There's some strange steps that need to happen. It, it involves getting an Albi wallet, uh, which is a, a browser-based lightning wallet or node, I think. Mm. Uh, too much for right now, but if you are interested... I uh, want to figure out how to do it. Hit me up at uh, boo at behindtheschemes.com. You can email me. Yes. He doesn't block or screen anyone yet. Mm-mm. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> block. What's yeah. a block? What is a block? Block. A miserable That's, pile uh, of bullshit. That <laughs> <laughs> barely left a scratch. Ha! You haven't even seen me in my full blocking potential. This isn't even my final block. <laughs> this isn't even my final block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. That's good. You haven't even begun to see my block. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. Good. Good for you. Yes. Um,. We, oh, we never did the, we did shit all out of order. The telephone number. We didn't even tell them what the telephone number was. Oh, we didn't? Oh, I could have sworn we did. See, yeah, we're all off. Let's hit them with the jangle. 
It was well, we played the jangle, but the sing the the single. Um, well, we did play the jangle. Yeah, the single. But uh, but we should hit him again. What's that phone number? It's six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Sexy S X X Y. That's right. It's not a porn site, so don't worry about it. It's six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. You can call us. You leave a voicemail. We're not going to pick up the phone. You know, you don't have to like talk on the air. You just have to leave a scream mail, and uh, you know we'll play it. We'll play it for you right here. And you know, you can. I know people that even design their. Sometimes you know they edit them and send them in that way if they're if they know how to work that system. If they got that magic touch. Yeah, but you can just call in, toll free. Here, here's our uh, first one for tonight. You know, man. You know. You know, when it's when it's Monday and it, it's just time for you to go home, man, it's 4 o'clock, you already done your 10 hours, man, you already got one foot out the door, and then and all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're getting your keys and, and you hear you hear somebody in the back from the other side of the warehouse, you know, Bill, Bill, you think uh, you think you can stick around and take a look at this? Take a look at this for me a second, Bill, and just... <laughs> Goddamn caller. No, I can't take a look at this. And yes, I am going to take a shit on company time. <laughs> yes. This is my time. This isn't your time. I get my dime <laughs> shitting on company time. Paid to shit. <laughs> there's, there are very few freedoms you can enjoy more than that. Okay, people. Take take advantage of it. Well, Yes, caller. I hope your next massive dump at work serves you well. Yeah, that was a great scream. I mm. felt like you really were screaming across a whole garage. Yeah. 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 Peace be with you. <laughs> boss yeah, makes a Job dollar. less to that caller, man. <laughs> Make <a dime>. Good luck. <laughs> Take more shits. Take more shits. Take more Take shits. Take more shits. Take more shits. You, Take you, more you, shit. you, 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 you. <laughs> uh, here's our <laughs> next, uh, next caller. No, thank you for giving me an outlet to uh, give a little scream here and there, you know, and uh, whatnot. So, uh, first of all, congratulations on the the nineteen. Quite, quite most excellent. Recognizing that northern mid California region and that uh, that wonderfully Central. Lush, clean uh, Sacramento Delta water. Oh that's, yeah, that's quite lovely. And hello, Mister Booberry. Mothman of the asphalt apocalyptic uh, Teletubbies <laughs> with the Tamagotchi uh, sidekicks. Tamagotchi You're Teletubbies. Wrong. Anyway, uh, so my scream for today is going to be like when you tell somebody, it's kind of like, it's not me, but it doesn't really matter. But anyway, like when you tell somebody to not say something and then they say something and they say something again and you, they just keep on saying something and they say something to like a person who's a big gossip and it's just like, oh man, and they're already kind of like on the outs in different areas and, and it just kind of like adds to this drama and yeah, that's just annoying. So, yeah. But yeah, and there's just more conversations that have to be had and all right. In the words of uh, Mother Teresa, stay dangerous and uh, love you guys. <laughs> and uh, oh, is that a is that a 
but a peacock, peacock, peacock. Bye now. <laughs> Hell yeah! I feel like he's like out on a run, and he's like he like stopped to walk and rest for just for a bit and walk, and he made that call. He's like out there doing that. That's great. And the Thank last, you. The last line says, Chris "For battles, is that a is that a peacock, peacock car?" <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine a car with a giant fucking pecan or peacock, peacock tail spread. A peacock car, yeah. You know, eating pecans, and it's like instead of having uh, the the suicide doors, it has these big feathers. Mmm. Yes. It's <laughs> yes. part of the suicide doors. Like when the suicide doors come out, the feathers also extend out. Majestic. And love now, it. Now we're talking. That's it. Elon, call me. I'm I'm full of these ideas, man. My guy, my dude. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, Hire Booberry and Lavish Consulting, Elon, please. Do, it to uh, do you have any preferences for the dice roll? Is there anything you're feeling? Oh, I'm feeling, I think, the diamond today. The diamond. The eight-sided. The eight-sided. I see. Yes. And what are we rolling for? Um, highest uh, goes first, I guess. Highest goes first. I, uh, oh, God damn it. Unless, uh, yeah, that works. I did pretty good. I did pretty bad. I got two. I got an eight. <laughs> yeah. See, you rolled critical uh, success on this one, and I rolled critical success on the last one with the D20. Mm, this is true. This is very wacky. True. It's pretty wacky, man. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, there was a, <laughs> something rather synchronistic that popped up. Uh, in the hashtag green room on zero node uh, earlier this past week. Um, are you familiar? Okay. So you, you're a musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've seen your guitars. Yes. You've seen your basses. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen an instrument called the apprehension machine? The apprehension machine. Is it like a noise device? Oh yeah. As opposed to an instrument. Are you scared yet? Yeah. This is a homemade device. It's an instrument containing multiple parts. Uh, it was built for a specific film by a or by the composer. He commissioned this uh, for a movie called The Witch from 2016. Mm, interesting. His uh, his ultimate goal was to create a soundtrack that was not using any sort of uh, electronics or software or anything. Um, the movie The Witch, if you're unfamiliar with it, takes place in 1600s early America foundation. Um, like Nor- uh, New England type of area. It's not directly about the witch trials by any means, but you know, there's a there's a sort of homestead family out in the woods. They got goats. There's witches. It's pretty spooky. 
Mmm. It's is- definitely uh, high-tension stuff. I can tell that it's just full of strings and various uh, pieces of percussion. Now, I can uh, I can fade it out if you want, or do you want to keep it going? Totally your call, but I'll run down. Uh, if you're going to keep it going, just, just bring it down a bit. All right. Uh, so here's some of the devices featured on the apprehension machine. They have rulers just sticking right out the front that they've... Uh, Metal rulers. Okay, yeah. okay. They bolt it down. They're at different lengths, so you can get different tones. He's also using a bow Got on it. the side of the rulers to get those real long droney sounds. Um, mm-hmm. he's got a hurdy gurdy on there. Uh, it's a two tuned string. Uh, sorry, two tuned strings that are played by a rotating hand cranked wheel. Um, mm-hmm. you can get all those sustained notes and whatnot. Um, he is using an ebo, which is interesting. Uh, ebo, it's a little. It looks like a little uh, shark tooth almost, and it vibrates your strings, so you can get really strange and bizarre sounds out of your guitar. Uh, or I guess, you know, any stringed instrument, really. This is the Ebo. There's some good distortion there. I want to cool s- say the Ebo is all mechanical, um, but I've never used one personally, so I'm not sure. Uh, uh, it'd have to be mechanical to get this tone. It, yeah. The only way you'd get, like, with an acoustic or a violin, something strong like that, but this is... It sounds like this is being played through a pedal. Yeah, totally. But it's probably not. It's probably just this machine that's doing that, making its own tone. I would, I would imagine it's electronic. Oh, it's an electromagnet. Okay. Uh, Uh, interesting. Uh, spring reverb is also featured. It's a device of, uh, it's a series of springs suspended over a metal plate. When the springs vibrate, small current is produced and sent out to an amplifier like a microphone. Uh, they can be plucked, hit, or played with the Evo. Um, mm. spiral springs. There's a lot of springs in this thing. Uh, weighted pendulums. This was interesting. Thin weights at the end of long, flexible metal sticks. And then they tap against the wood of the resonator as they rhythmically bounce up and down. Causes a sound akin to a tapping finger, except with inhuman precision. Inhuman. Yeah. And uh, the last one was magnetic fragments. And there's a small hollow wooden chamber at the at the top of it where there's a couple of pieces of metal sitting inside and they jump up and strike the wood as a strong magnet is passed over the lid of the box. Um, and I guess what stands out is the movement is more random without, uh, being recognized as organic. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's the apprehension machine machine. And, uh, uh, Pfeiffer who's joining us next week, uh, Alerted me to The Witch being one of his all-time favorite movies. It's a weird Ooh, movie. I I got I don't know. I've definitely never seen this movie. Black uh, Philip. Black Philip. Yeah, there's a I'm good not a in big there. Horror guy. Right. Yeah, and this one's like one of those psychological uh, possession sort of. You know, uh, it's just nothing but tension and dread. It's got Anya Taylor Joy. I see. I think. The uh, the lady who was in uh, Queen's Gambit. Oh, I didn't see that. But I guess she was the main character. 
Yeah. I didn't really watch it, but it was really popular for a bit. It was kind of a breakout role. Now she's in all kinds of stuff. I would like to try Uh, one of these. This looks like it'd be fun. It's, uh, it's interesting. It, it provides a very unique sound in the sense that you're hearing what, you know, would be like an orchestra or would be, uh, multiple tracks on top of one another of various electronic usually, but even if they were acoustically played, even if they're real instruments, they're still arranged, uh, in a certain way. And they and they still have like a human element of everyone's trying to get the rhythm. But I feel like this machine is designed to like create all of these noises, not with a harmony, but with, a just a precision. There's definitely like a precision here and uh, a uniformity to everything it's doing. Interesting. To listen to that sort of pattern and and just the way that music is played is unnatural to the ear. You don't really hear anything like that. No, not at all. Especially all Uh, that like disharmony and like the, the notes just sitting there clashing against each other. Yeah. Or Sorry. Bunny ears notes. <laughs> Discordant and, you know, there's no there's no key that it's in. It's just making noise. But there was an old time. There's a, I love these little music, uh, music machines. There's a history to them. Before, like, I know there's like steampunk elements uh, that people have stolen from the example of a real life guy who created shit like this back in the phonograph era, you know. And uh, just wacky, tacky machines that make these noises. It just goes way back. There's an artistry to it. But these kinds of machines are the precursor to electronic music in in a, in a way. I can see uh, that, yeah. Just with the concept of music being created by something that isn't an instrument and doesn't come necessarily from the talent of a human being playing it. It's a computer that makes music. And... These were the first machines that first computers that could create music, basically, in a way, right? Right, right, hate right. right. <laughs> Fucking hate saying right. God damn it! Dock me five sets. <laughs> okay, let me pull out the docking machine. <sighs> docking, gal. Dock, dock five sets, gal. Oh, power down. Power yeah, down. Cool. Game over, man. Game over. Game over, man. We're done, man. <laughs> We're fucking done, man. It's over. We're fucked, man. Sarge. Oh, uh, uh, man. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. The only, did a great... The, uh, the oh, only sorry, actor to have been killed by a Terminator, an alien, and the Predator. He was just beat up by the Terminator. He wasn't. He was shoved through a, a window. He didn't. He didn't die. But I agree with you. He was the only one assaulted by all those guys. Yes. Yes. Um, the uh, the other thing that I've brought for tonight, this was actually a message. It was attached to a message. It's a video that uh, someone texted into the phone line. 612 And I want to ask you, before we get started into this, what do you know and what do you feel about cattle mutilation? It's the norm for meat production. 
And how do you feel about random acts of cow mutilation on farmers' ranches where the body has been uh, left in a sort of remote area with zero tracks around the carcass leading up to said carcass? Uh, Oftentimes, more often than not, actually, uh, many organs have been removed with surgical precision and all of the blood has been drained from the subject. My initial grounded theory would be there's like a, probably a secret group of people that go around and do this for fun and are really good at it. And they're probably like people who work at slaughterhouses who are veterans or something. <laughs> Interesting. Other than that, we could, there are other spookier theories I could postulate, but that's like my most down to earth theory I can think of. Well, uh, there's Could no, be aliens. there is no reason. I mean, there's no time. There's no better time than now to blast off into outer space. This video is called <laughs> cow blood is being used for alien hybrid fertilization. And this is the first clip. It details a farmer who has been repeat victim. This is something I found interesting. Uh, there's several, mm. several upon, you know, dozens of people where these cases they've happened to them over and over again. Um, uh, and like, go. like Billy Bones just dropped in the green room. Uh, I've actually got this, I've got this story in the, in the notes as well. Some of this is happening 2022, 2021, 2020 goes all the way back to the seventies. Um, there was one link here that pointed out that this was described going all the way back to the 17th century. And it's a global phenomenon. Uh, although the, Places that were highlighted the most in the United States would have been uh, Colorado, New Mexico, and uh, Utah were three of highlight. But, um, you know, Oregon, Oregon happened in 2021. I think there was nine cases total within two counties that were side by side. This has happened, you know, in the past four years in Oregon, Mm -hmm. in these two fucking counties. Anyways. Yeah. It's spooky as shit, dude. I I have to admit, this is like uh, freaky. Just thinking about the, looking at all those reports, all these different stories that go all the way back. Runs are like vampires or something. Mm, no doubt. And I mean, there's no, uh, there's no shortage of the blending between supernatural and, uh, uh, I guess extraterrestrial. I'm definitely of the mindset that demons and aliens and angels are all kind of one and in the same. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but that's that's just my kind of philosophical take on it. Uh, here's the first clip. Uh, it, it starts off with the farmer who's lost this cow. Uh, it's happened to him a couple times, I think. And uh, <laughs> something disposed of 40 liters of blood. That's a lot. That's 40 bottles of two liter bottles of Coke. <laughs> um, what if it's like a black market thing? Anyway, yeah, please. All right, here we go. Yeah, just hold them down there for a little bit. Tom Miller and his family have worked this Colorado ranch for generations. There isn't much that Tom doesn't know about rearing cattle. Yet some very strange things have been happening to his animals. There's so many things that I, I don't understand uh, about it. No one seems to be able to explain it either. It first started back in 1999. Tom found one of his cows had died. 
On a cattle ranch, that's not unusual. First, I, I thought it just died naturally, and then I got closer to it, and I could see it wasn't natural. In 62 years of farming, Tom had never seen anything like this. Predators don't normally leave a carcass intact and drink 40 litres of blood. And yet farmers all over the world are reporting similar mutilations. Author and paranormal investigator Chris O'Brien has spent 20 years researching these strange incidents. Cattle mutilations and livestock mutilations are a global phenomenon. In England, you've had horses and sheep. There were cases reported in Australia in the 50s. There's been approximately 2,500, 3,000 cases in South America since 2000. There's been thousands of cases in the United States, going all the way back to the 50s. This is a very, very enduring mystery. Ex-Deputy Sheriff Chuck Zukowski has been investigating this gruesome phenomenon in Colorado and elsewhere for over 28 years. His police training has led him to conclude that it cannot be the work of predators. No one's ever seen a predator do that damage to an animal. And you learn a lot from the ranchers. These guys know how animals die naturally. When they see an animal that's been killed and they don't recognize any symptoms of how it died, it alarms them. This is their livelihood. Previously, Tom Miller has had three mutilations on his ranch. There you go. Two were full-grown cows. And the first thing a skeptic would say, well, mountain lion or bear. There are no mountain lions or bears anywhere near here. So there are no predators that could take down an animal in excess of 1,100 pounds. Uh, yeah. Mm. Cow can range anywhere from 900 to 1,600 pounds. Oh, Yeah. They're not easy to take down, but a group of people could do it, uh, obviously, and especially if they were trained to do it, if they did it for a living. But, yeah, to have no blood on the ground, like you said, to have 20 two-liter Coke bottles filled with uh, blood. 40. Or 40. No, well, I thought you said it was 40 uh, liters. 40 liters of blood that they took. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Her- 22 liters. Yeah, you're right. Uh, th- two that's liters. my standard... Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm American, and I measure everything in two-liter bottles of Coke. I do, man. That's the way to do it. I can't even do the metric system correctly. <laughs> even when I do use liters, I still have to do it in some dumb American way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 41-liter bottles or 22-liter bottles. Uh, but you don't make a mess. And you know how you know how the uh, the occult people treat blood. Mm-hmm. And, and all the theories of blood about how, you know, it's it's very important. Blood is very, very important. And there's a lot of properties that are a mystery to us. And like you heard the uh, detective describing in this video, there was no evidence, or there is no mountain lions uh, or anything of the sort in the area. Um, and a lot of the skeptics think that, like, yeah, you know, the animals are going for the soft tissue, the eyes, uh, the, the easy-to-get stuff. Um, they're eating it. They make a mess of the thing. Yeah, no doubt. And this is, you know, the parts are removed. Like there's no remnants of these organs, uh, whether it be ears, eyes, uh, a lot of the time, sexual organs. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Is cow blood still 90 cents per two liter? <laughs> I don't know. With the rate it, of this inflation, man. Dude, it's up to two bucks now. It's insane. Yep. Can't get a decent pint of cow blood these days, boys. Yep. Another thing I think is that they these guys from like Skull and Bones or whatever, they, they use all this stuff for their initiations for all the weird shit they do. So they send people out to, <laughs> to go get cow dicks for them. But they have to do it in this, like, super, you know, they send, like, uh, the best to do it. You know, leave no trace. Leave no trace. Well, okay, so an animal weighing 1,500 pounds on a good day is walking around, and it's going to leave a motherfucking imprint on the ground, right? That shit's heavy. The ground mm-hmm. is soft, unless, I guess, it's really cold, but, you know, what the fuck ever. Uh, this next clip kind of details more what happened to the cow, the sort of surgical strikes. Um now, I did find some anecdotes of people saying, like, yeah, there's a very medicinal smell to the area, to which, uh, when they said medicinal, I kind of w- went with, like, a like a sterile smell, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that case was from the 60s. Uh, but continuing on with these clips, like I said, it details what happens to the cow. Maybe they laid down a tarp, just like you. <laughs> they're tarp laying. They're the, they're the notorious tarpers. The notorious. <laughs> Notorious T A R P. You know, you've heard of DARPA and you've heard of Harp, but you yeah, well, I guess you have heard of TARP. Never mind. <laughs> uh, and then um, what they also end up discussing is how the cow got there because it doesn't seem there's any footprints. Tom's recent case reveals new evidence that could point to humans being responsible. One of the obvious things of this mutilation is the ribs right here are broken. They're actually snapped. Now, generally, when a a cow dies, it'll fall over. But have you ever seen this type of damage before when a cow just falls over? Oh, no. No. Uh Uh-uh. Another thing we need to look at is maybe somebody was forward by through here in their pickup truck and they hit the animal. But you don't see any of that here. And we don't. Obviously, you didn't see any. No, there were no tracks. No tracks at all out here. Many of the documented mutilations have similar unexplained bone fractures. Zukowski now thinks this can only be due to one thing. The very first thing we look for is any type of evidence of the animal dying naturally. You want to see dirt moved around. You want to see scuff marks in the ground. Every one of the cases that are mutilation cases, there is absolutely no movement in the ground, no scuffing, nothing. And that tells you that that animal was placed there. Which would suggest humans were involved. But there are no tracks leading to or from the carcass. It just looks like uh, it's been taken way up and dropped down. That's right. They're dropping cows from black helicopters, people. It's real. It's happening. I I was... For some reason, I was thinking of saucers that, like, you take the cow, you beam it up, you do what you do with it, and then you, and then you get, re- you get right close to the ground, and you just dump it, like, like pushing it out of a pickup truck. You just dump it out of, out of the saucer. Uh, but there would still have to be some form of cratering or something, surely. No, they get real close, you know. <laughs> they get, they get, they get, they get like you know five, five yards off the ground. They're just like, and then toss it. 
I mean, still five, five. Or yards. they beam it down. I don't know. Oh it's, yeah, I can do it. You beam it down and lay it down that way. It's not gentle, but it's not. You know, it's not hard either. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking bizarre. But how much? How much are these guys able to actually really tell from the environment if they're out in some field somewhere? You know, maybe maybe it's kind of wild. I understand that, but if if it's kind of barren, then there's only so much you can really see. Um, I mean, of course, there not being a ton of blood is a major thing. Yeah, that's the biggest thing to me. There isn't a mess, but anyway, I'm just playing devil's advocate, I suppose. Um, you know, I I would have to assume that people that are on their land consistently, uh have developed skills and just paying attention and, and, and noticing. Um, yeah, sure. You know, I, I think their job. I understand that. And I think they would start looking for details like that, you know, like, Oh, okay. Well, there should be, you know, hoof prints of some capacity, you know, mm. how, where did this cow come from before it died? Well, I can't, I can't track it back because there's nothing around. There's no sure. hoof prints. There's no, you know, you can, you can definitely tell when something's been dragged, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can even tell when, like, you know, they go to grade a gravel road or something. And, then that and you'd easy. be able to tell if there was like five or ten people out there wrestling this thing down and doing whatever they were doing with it. Yeah, you'd you'd be able to tell of that too. Uh, I I would imagine you're right. Um. Taking a, a very brief detour, uh, they did mention um, black helicopters in that last clip. Um, there was uh-huh. a, there was another article. Uh, this one came from Mysterious Universe. It's a podcast out of uh, Australia, if I'm not mistaken. But they detail uh, a physicist from New Mexico, a, a one Paul Benowitz, who uh, passed away in 2003. And he spent a lot of time digging into the uh, U.S. Air Force and National Security Agencies based uh, uh, top secret projects um, from the latter part of the 70s to the early part of the 80s. Uh, this is a guy that they go on to say was fed a lot of. Oh, Ooh. oh I got some in my mouth. Oh, oh. 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 Hell oh my God. <laughs> You know, it's good for you. <laughs> It'll make your skin shiny. <laughs> this is organic grass-fed goat here, people. Um, little blood goes a long way. Oh, oh my. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Net Ned with the 3333 using fountain. He said, cow dick hunting in a furry suit boost. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> the 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 boost that everyone does every now and again—the cow dick hunting in a furry suit boost. Of course. Now, Nanette, I must know: Do you take the cowbell off of your neck before you sneak up to the animal, or is everybody just into it? <laughs> or do you cheat? <laughs> you do it the easy way. And Billy Bones says, "Good things we don't have to worry about goat pox." Mm. Yeah, that's true. The goat apocalypse. <laughs> oh, fuck. Furry cows. Goats are scary, man. You're, they got these rectangular eyes, 
Fucking, oh my god. I'm weird. on record. I'm on record discussing my distrust and disdain and dis- dislike of goats and sheep. Not yeah, about them. Yeah. Not about well, them. Well, that's why they get. A, that's why they have a bad rap, and deservedly so. Yes, indeed. Uh, thank you again, <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm gonna have cow furry stuck in my head now all night. Hell oh yeah! Well, you can find something like that out there. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but back to Paul Benowitz. I didn't have a ton. I didn't have time to get balls deep into him. I just, you know, quick facts. He was bombarded by the murky world of officialdom with disinformation, fake stories, outright lies from these agencies. Because uh, he was trying to research um, not only cattle mutilations, but UFO sightings and whatnot. He was digging around a lot of uh, bases, deep underground bases, mind you. Wink, wink, nudge, mm-hmm, nudge. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually he was detoured to a base where there was nothing going on. But he was you know, he was fed information to make it seem like that's where the, the major hub was. Mm. Uh, but there was a line in here that stood out to me. Tell me if you can figure out why. And I quote, U.S. agents learned the essential parts of Benowitz's theories from the man himself by actually breaking into his home while he was out and checking his files and research notes. Uh, and Sorry, there's... They broke into his house or they broke into his, his office? Let me, let me back up and I should have added the part right before this. I apologize. The aims of the three-letter agencies that he was researching, according to this article, their goals, uh, the Air Force and the NSA, uh, they were trying to psychologically break this Benowitz character um, because they Mm -hmm. were aware that he was researching them. So hence the disinformation, the false stories, the lies, um, they were doing that to fuck with him, to try and psychologically push him over the edge. And if you pair that mm. with breaking into his house and moving the documents around, uh, it just it kind of rings that gangstalker bell for me a little bit. Yeah. Yep. And the and the gaslighting. Yep. And the uh, the yeah the crushing somebody, ruining somebody's life without outright killing them. Essentially. Now, uh, where I'll wrap this article on, Benowitz's beliefs for him were astounding, terrifying, and controversial. Someone Someone powerful was mutilating cattle, largely in New Mexico, as part of some weird, sinister genetic experiment, and they were using black helicopters by night to move the poor cattle. Hmm. And uh, he thought maybe that there could be some sort of alien connection further up the food chain. But as far as who was actually actively moving these uh, these livestock around, it was the men in black in their black helicopters. Hmm. So they could either be feeding the aliens, being the middlemen, or they're doing it as like maybe a diversion tactic to make people look like kooks. Mm-hmm. Which is which we know that they do as well. They do. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. But assuming, and this is really part of the the mainstream alien uh, theories that go around, if there were aliens on Earth, uh, they most likely live underground. Mm -hmm. Or uh, deep in the ocean, maybe. Or deep in the ocean, but they they live underground. Maybe it's by choice. Maybe that's their makeup. 
maybe they prefer to be underground and it would make sense in in the in the grand scheme of if every 9 to 12,000 years humanity gets wiped out by an ELE an extinction level event the only civilizations that would persevere over those many eons would be a species that lives underground and has natural protection from the most extreme elements that come through so you have these aliens they live underground they're the military or or the highest brass they dig these giant deep underground military bases that the military bases themselves are occupied by humans but then if you have special access you get down to the elevators you go about 30 floors below sea level where the crazy shit happens and that is all out of the jurisdiction of any government that exists on earth that all is its own entity and what goes on down there is only a matter of speculation you know people who go down there generally don't come back is the idea spooky <laughs> yeah it's fun watch it be some but. shit out of beneath the planet of the apes you got some <laughs> race of weirdos just sitting there worshiping a nuclear bomb from eons gone by <laughs> yeah or maybe they're big cockroaches or big lizards or something and they just prefer to live in shit and blood and squalor <laughs> underground <laughs> Like, we like this down here. We're bugs. It's cool. I'm into this. We don't want to be on the sun. Sun sucks. It's going to burn you to death. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, I don't know, man. That shit, it gets my, gets my jimmies all willied. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This Beautiful. next, this next clip, uh, they're definitely on the alien tra- uh, train. Glenda Schneider whose two horses were mutilated, also noticed something strange about the ground around the carcasses. There was no uh, tire tracks or anything going out to those horses. It was dry, very dry. The animal's broken bones, the lack of any entrails or blood on the ground, and no tracks around their carcasses led Chuck Zukowski to an intriguing conclusion. What I'm seeing is the animal's picked up from one location, it's taken to a second location, the damage is being done to the second location, mutilation, the, the unusual incisions, the removal of the blood. Then the animal's being brought back. Who or what could pick up an animal weighing more than half a ton, cut it up, drain its blood, transport it, and then drop it back to earth without being seen? Seems to me like it, uh, something with aliens or something like that. If, if you say it's an alien doing it, some people think you're kind of goofy or something anyway. However, Tom is not alone. Investigator Chuck Zukowski meets another eyewitness, a half-hour drive away from the Miller Ranch, who also had a disturbing encounter. Retired Sheriff Lou Girodo of Las Animas County, Colorado, is convinced that UFOs and mutilations are connected. He saw strange lights while investigating a mutilation. A few years back, one rancher called me and uh, said, uh, you got to get out here, Sheriff. One of my uh, steers mutilated. And then uh, 15, 20 minutes later, a bright orange light came up, about the size of a beach ball. He came up off the ground, then he split in two. But it got me with it the same size after they split. Wow. The one ball just went flying north. He just took off and he was gone in just a few seconds. It, did it make any type of sound? 
not even a humming sound. And I still think to this day, and it'd take a lot to convince me otherwise, it wasn't from this planet. Oh, man. Uh, so here oh, no. in, in uh, one particularly compelling case linking animal mutilation and aliens involved Lady, a horse found uh, dead and partially skinned at a ranch in Alamosa, Colorado in September 1967. Within 24 hours of the incident in which the animal's brain, lungs, heart, and thyroid were cleanly cut out, local Superior Court Judge Charles Bennett witnessed three orange rings in the sky flying in a triangular formation at incredible speeds. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two sheriff's deputies, meanwhile, reported being followed, uh, being followed around by a floating orange globe. It was uh, moving too, around in the sky too fast to be a normal, normal uh, aircraft. Anybody knew about? I'm guessing so. I mean, '67. What's going to be flying around? Um, you know that the people that the people would be aware of. I guess. You said they're orange orbs or something. Uh, rings. Three orange rings. Yep. Oh. Yep. Three orange rings. Uh, oh, this is actually a hyperlink. Uh, here, I'll drop that link in there and check it out. I think I've talked about this before on the show, but I have seen some, uh, wacky aircraft in my time. Uh, one, one experience I had where I saw something that was not human in the sky do some really crazy shit. Uh, but it wasn't orange and it wasn't three rings. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, I'm destroying it for another time. There's a history article from the History Channel uh, that's talking about <laughs> cattle mutilations, and I just remembered at the end, you know what they blame, or they give as a possible reasoning behind these mutilations? Are you What's re- that? It's not climate change, believe it or not. Economic anxiety. <laughs> what? Uh, there's, what? There was a historian who theorized that the 1970s reports of cattle mutilations likely provided a way for independent small-scale ranchers to express both their economic anxiety and their resentment for government interference in agricultural life. Um, because in the 70s, the government sent a lot of grain to food-insecure nations, and they drove up the price of the cattle feed. And at the same time, Nixon intermittently froze the price of beef domestically to combat inflation. Uh, And in 75, the Senate Agricultural uh, Committee hearing, or during this uh, hearing, the president of the American National Cattlemen's Association said the industry had suffered operating losses of $5 billion uh, during that period. Yeah, but they did. I have never... I've never heard of this before that Nixon froze the price of beef. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Biden doing that? <laughs> I didn't realize he could do that. That would actually be cool of him to do that. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, you guys can't, but then again, it's not due to all these factors, but it's like, yeah, it tells all these guys to eat the cost. That'd be funny. But, wow. the, but this fucking historian says that the uh, the paranormal activity seems a less likely explanation than a case of mass hysteria. It's just they, mass they gave hysteria. a bullshit reason. It's they gave just... they well they admitted to it. They're like, yeah, this is this is it, but it's because of whatever X bullshit reason, economic <laughs> factors. 
They're putting Ergo in the freaking water and it's turning the freaking pilgrims psychotic. <laughs> Turn the freaking cows organless. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, when they react to something like that, that kind of tells you something. Nixon was, is the kind of, uh, I don't know, the whole thing is, sorry. That's uh, all good. It's all good. Um, I do have one final clip from this video, and it talks about the patterns at which this, these type of incidents happen, and uh, he's plotted it out, and uh, it's a highway, baby. Zukowski has plotted on a map the sites of cattle mutilations, and then compared them to the locations of UFO sightings. I started typing in the GPS coordinates of all these different sightings across the United States, and I was amazed. I couldn't believe what I saw. I started seeing a pattern, and as it appears, they were falling on a 37-degree latitude. Well, as it turns out, the top 10 states that had the most UFO sightings reported fall on that 37-degree latitude. We have Nevada, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri, Kentucky. And all of a sudden, I started to see this paranormal freeway shoot across the United States where all these things are starting to occur. It's, 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 it's remarkable. For many of the farmers who have been victims of animal mutilations, this paranormal explanation seems to make sense. I know some people think you're crazy if you say it's UFOs or something like that or aliens, but I don't know what else it could be. I really don't. Zukowski believes he's found proof of a link between animal mutilations and UFO sightings. He has a disturbing theory that he believes may explain why extraterrestrials might want the blood and soft tissues of animals. What's interesting about cow blood is the hemoglobin, bovine hemoglobin, is used um, in in vitro fertilization. In vitro fertilization, or IVF, is the technical term for the fertilizing of a female egg in a laboratory in order to produce offspring. UFO theorists believe that the cow blood is being used for hybrid fertilization, alien hybrids. It sounds like science fiction, but certainly today, you know, we're doing things like gene splicing. So the theory is that maybe somebody else far in advance of us is doing likewise. Well, okay. Wasn't there an Alex Jones clip where he was talking about they were growing people inside of cows? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to make sure. We did get a well-timed boostagram in the middle of that clip. (laughs) Uh, Bless it out. It was uh, 5150, the famous Van Halen boost from Fletcher using the fountain. Ah, I'm going to try my damnedest. That was good. That was pretty good. Which translates to love is lit. Ba ba black sheep. Have you any wool? <laughs> and there's a there's a link. Pretty spooky. There's a link too. Have fun being married to Satan. <laughs> Have fun with that. Satan. He loves you. Uh, Satan. The devil. Thank you for the very Satan-y boost, Mr. Fletcher. That is very Satan-y. 
Hell yeah. Quiet. Thank you, Fletcher. <laughs> I, That's I what this is, I, you know. <laughs> satanic black magic. Satanic, Say shit. Hey, Don. Hey, tell Don. me something. Why are these cows not uh, make a mess, huh, Don? What? I, I, we've never had a backwards uh, boost this before, I think, in this way. Correct. That was strange and uncanny. Of course, it was a musician who decided to give us the backtrack treatment. Yeah, I knew. He's my sweet Satan. One power of Satan. Mism, mism, Paul is dead, man. Mism, mism, mism. Oh, uh, man. Sir Spencer <laughs> drops the Alex Jones quote. My God, for 15 years they've been growing babies and cows. There we go. That's the one. Alex Jones again proved right. <laughs> well, I don't know about right, but... <laughs> <laughs> Another, uh, another feather in his cap. Yeah, the I could see the blood being used as some creating hybrids or, or growing something in the lab, some human abomination lizard thing, and needing cow's blood to make it happen. Blood, you just know, has yeah, as as a servo says, any sufficiently advanced technology is kooky conspiracy theory. There's stuff that blood can do that we don't know about. I would imagine. Um. Now, that am was, I crazy? <laughs> no. Uh. Oh. Well, I did have. Wait. 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 Where to go? Where to go? Shit. Shit. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> 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 uh, Poisoning the well. I don't have any beef with Ego Raptor. Yes, we can backwards. <laughs> Obama's Yes, We Can Backwards. I love Satan. I love Satan. I love Satan. I do Hail have... Satan. Satan. I, this one was more of a bonus clip, if you're interested. Uh, it's a report about horses in France that ha- the same thing happened. So, definitely like Horse boner clip. What's that? I said horse boner clip. Hit oh. me with that shit. When Jean-Michel Martinot, a horse breeder in Cluny, went to feed his mares one morning in August, as he did every morning, he discovered 14-month-old Jade was missing. He later found her under a tree. She had strangulation marks. We assumed that they lassoed her, and they must have lassoed her to the tree before stabbing her. Those who killed Jade cut off her ear, one eye, and her genitals. When you see this horrible sight, you are in shock. It's foals that you give birth to, that you love. Since February, France has been shaken by the mystery of mutilated horses, and the phenomenon has accelerated in recent weeks. Nearly every day in the four corners of France, in isolated fields, strangers randomly kill horses at night. But attacking horses like Jade is not something anyone would know how to do. Even if they, those young horses, are very sociable, they are still fillers. They have reactions of fear. It's necessary to know the animal. And considering the type of wounds, it's also necessary to know the anatomy of the horse. They really must be people who know the horses. And now the equestrian world is on guard. About 30 animals have been mutilated without distinction of race or value. Now owners make rounds at night, watching neighbors' fields. 
Everything has become suspicious and everything can go wrong. What scares me firstly is the increase in the number of cases and secondly the reaction of the owners, which can be dramatic. I think they might shoot the first person they think wants to hurt their horses, whether it's someone malicious or someone who stopped there out of curiosity or God knows what. That's the big danger right now. The evidence suggests there's more than one culprit. This photo fit was made after a breeder surprised men attacking his ponies in Lyon. Investigations revealed some of the motivations of the horse cutters. One that stands out is that of witchcraft. We sacrifice the animal, thinking that the energy of the animal, its power, will be transferred to us. The genitals are more for a ritual of sexuality or fertility. They recover blood, the eye, the right ear, it is a ritual of invocation, bewitchment or transfer of power. And you will notice that it's always the right ear which is cut off, because the left ear is Satan. See, that's interesting because they say that the blood is used in rituals of fertility, right? Especially if you're taking these genitals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you mix, like, there's still this through line of making babies, whether it be the governments <laughs> snatching up cow pussy so that they can <laughs> make little babies in the cows, or, mm-hmm. you know, people are slaughtering the cows to use them in ritualistic sex magic. Which they've done forever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was curious about how much a horse costed versus how much a cow costs, or a steer, a mm-hmm. slaughter steer. So I looked this up. A horse can be between $100 to $10,000. I imagine that that's within the standard range, and then it probably can get much more expensive than that when you get, you know, serious horse breeds yeah. for racing. Or Pure, whatever. Purebreds and all that, too. <clears throat> Purebreds. Yeah, for racing or for just rich people who want to have, like, the best horses ever. But your standard horse, your cheapest horse, can be between one hundred to $10,000. $100 to 10000 American. A slaughter steer on 2019, in 2019, a slaughter cow is estimated to be 1,200 pounds, and it's averaging $50 per hundred weight. Uh, which I'm going to say is just for every 100 pounds, it's 50 bucks, which really seems cheap. Um, but, you know, 1,200 to 12 times 50 uh, is 600 $600 for the cheapest possible slaughter cow. And then one uh, slot, uh, 145 per 100 weight, the other way around. 105 12 is uh, a little under two grand. Interesting. Uh, still, it's not Thank a, you, Billy Bones, for the clarification. Hundred weight is correct. Thank you. It's not a small a chunk of mom, uh, of money, you know. If it wasn't no. someone maliciously doing it, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. If it if it is some person and not a uh, some sort of critter predator or what have you i don't I, i've seen nothing that's convinced me <laughs> that it's any sort of uh uh animal or whatnot that oh definitely not no way now with a surgical precision like that uh there was one person i want to say like you know if a cow fell over it would just sit it would just die <laughs> you know we could have some 
special disease that made its organs really weak and its bones and it would just you know explode on the inside when it fell over (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe horses are pretty tough those kooky conspiracy theorists man i tell (laughs) you i know what are we gonna do about them yeah and you know okay so there's no shortage of these types of articles in the show notes the last one that I have to highlight, it's super brief because it's so fresh. Straight out of England, fresh. 101 lambs were dumped off in bags outside of a field, uh, or in a field outside of a, it was called Hill Farm. And this took place in Hertfordshire, England. 101 dead lambs in plastic bags? Were dumped in a field outside of a farm. <laughs> and they were whole whole lambs there's i could find very little about this because it was all the same sort of yeah. press release yeah. um just, you know, this, yeah. let's see the the this is from the constable uh constable oops, jesus christ pc richard don bavin from hertfordshire's constabulary's specialist rural operational support team <sighs> This is being treated as fly tipping until we know more about how and why the lambs came to be there. Fly tipping is uh, English slang for dumping waste illegally. Mm, okay. They believe. Uh, let's see. We believe Bin bobbing. We believe a truck ranging from a flatbed to a box van in size may have been used to carry the lambs. So would uh, so we would reiterate the appeal for anyone who may have seen a vehicle like this in the area. During these times, stated to contact the police, and that's about it. Just you know, if you if you see anything, yeah. call us. No one's seen see anything. See something. Say something. Uh, so yeah, dumping a hundred goats. So we don't need these goats. Goat meat is uh, is out. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. I can't believe that goat probably costs a nice. Well, this thing. is lamb. Well, I guess a lamb. Yeah. What is a lamb? How much is a lamb? It is seventy five to one hundred fifty dollars. Nothing. I go get one. Wasteful. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Split it. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, look at those kooky uh, farmers, man. You know, fun stuff happens out in rural communities that end up being. Anomalies that are discordant notes in our matter-of-fact lives. Hmm. Indubitably. Are you perhaps ready for another scream, Mel? Yes, please. Oh, wait. We have a text message. Ooh. Oh? Who who texted us? Oh, I'm going to see who texted us. They sent a... Sorry, they sent a video message. Strange. Oh, man. So strange. I like it. Video text. Here we go. Uh, They say, to the cause, brother man. Shit, I love boosters. <laughs> Hold on. Shit, I love boosters. Was <laughs> it JB Smooth? Shit, I love boosters. Shit, I love boosters. Thanks, JB. Appreciate that, brother. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Try that down. <laughs> I got another ISO in my sights. Uh, here's another scream L. No, 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 no. You must die. Do it. Oh, <laughs> oh, limited. 
<laughs> it's an audio assault. I love it. You can just oh, feel man. the fucking waveforms be like. <laughs> Fletcher's like, I will supersede all sound barriers. I Nothing am. can keep me. <laughs> I, I am, am the, the sound. Oh, that works. Too. I love sound. I love the Senate. I love democracy. No, no, no. Oh, I'm afraid. Deflector shields will be quite operational when your friends arrive. Nice. Um, we got. We only have two more left, so we're gonna sit on those. And, yes, uh, we're gonna save those. But if you want to give us more uh, loving uh, scream mails, uh, you can call us at six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Indeed. And before I slap this tape in for intermission. I would just like to say happy birthday to Spaz. Uh, oh, yeah. One of the songs featured in this. I know some of you that listen to the BTS Scaly Show Scream 1.0, you'll recognize one of the tracks that's featured in the intermission. Um, I'll get m- music back on there, I swear. I just, I just need time and things to just not be now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Hell yeah. Um, what else? Oh, uh, this opening track is done by a friend of mine, Sista Fista. I hope y'all enjoy it. Sweet. It's gonna be really rocking. Okay. Oh, we got the gotta boost them all with Lorian too. Oh, get excited. Yep.
Sega CD and full motion video here. Bring the Sega CD footage. What's the word I want to use? I use jurisdiction in states, you know, sometimes inappropriately, right? So let me define jurisdictions for administration. J uh, distribution will be by jurisdiction uh, from government to industry, pharma, so that, right? Yeah, so, so. We literally started. Uh, conduct tabletop exercises at this level. Jurisdictional planning. Very detailed plans, pharma. They're planning accordingly. Industry. Distribution planning. Their plan, collaborative plan. To keep the population well informed, both vaccines enable execution. Uh, we'll figure out the plan uh, from government to industry, how to execute this together. We conduct numerous tabletop exercises. Distribution plans. Their plan. Uh, and we're bringing it all together, you know, partner with industry organizations, jurisdictions, distribution centers, administration sites. Not one uh, uh, source or one organization will be responsible, but it's the collective group of us uh, that will make this successful. Where uh, uh, all of the, the all of uh, will figure out the plan to make sure that the plan to execute the plans safe and effective execution of the plan. Uh, both vaccines, the actual administration of the shot, uh, execute immunization, uh, and then we are going to execute the execution of the plan. Uh, all of the, the uh, and we're bringing it all together from government to industry to pharma together. Execution of the administration, execute them within five days to really achieve that success. Plan for it accordingly. I want to boost the very best like no one ever was. To boost is my real death. To boost them is my cause. I will boost them across the land. Boosting far and wide. Each boost a gram to understand the power that's inside. Gram. Here it is. 
Welcome back to the second, second half show for Behind the Schemes. We made it. We did it. We it did is, uh, it. Currently 1022 specific, but 1222 on the central coast where there is no coast. And it is currently May 23rd, 2022. You're listening to episode 98 of Behind the Schemes. It's only two more till the big three digit. That's right. It should be very exciting. And then 101 should be exciting when you go and talk with Dave Jones following up No Agenda. Yep. That'll be a good time. Cool. Still not sure quite what to do for... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the goat would be pretty funny, too, now that uh, now that I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. They're both winners, man. It's, uh, <laughs> there's no lie. <laughs> it's so sick, twisted, and depraved. Can I get any more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The brother. blood falls to the ground, brother. My tears running down the side of my cheeks over here. Do you ever take a goat and you split it in half? You don't even give it the shot that it deserves. You're going to rip that thing. <laughs> you, no one can stop me from ripping apart the goat. I'm going to do it anytime I want. <laughs> eat it, eat it, eat it. <laughs> 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 Gotta sop up all that blood. <laughs> you know, I have some goats in my ranch. Oh, yeah. great. Is that funny? It's pretty funny. <sighs> the serpent swallows the egg. Oh, yeah. I witnessed oh. the serpent swallow the egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this is the part of the show where we like to take a break and thank all of the people that came out like to, to help. thank the producers for all of that they said in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they said in so much cocaine. I support public radio. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I. God damn it. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to have to apologize first and foremost to our very first Freak of Hazard for tonight. Uh, it's an OBDM fan favorite. I believe it's Blowtorch that is uh, that has started tuning in. And he actually sent in a link to a Bill Gates video that I was foolish. And I, I it, slipped through, uh, it slipped through me clipping it, but I got the link to it. 
We'll play that real quick. Make you to actually eat one of those. Okay. Dick's Burgers. Love Dick's. I know you. (laughs) (laughs) I know you. Dick's Burgers. I love Dick's. <laughs> so thank, no, you do. Thank, thank you for the heads up on that one, Blowtorch. I'll, uh, I'm gonna. Oh, you know. Okay, I think that's what threw me off. He sent it as a timestamp clip. Uh, so I probably was like, oh, and then forgot to save it to the playlist. But it's done. Thank you. We will. Uh, we'll have it done. We'll have it ready for next week. Thanks, Blowtorch. Thank you. Uh, we also had Turbo Faggot coming in with his monthly Turbo. Turbo. He's in the chat right now. I think. Hell yeah, yeah, there he is. Turbo of uh, Terry Davis fame. He started bringing Terry Davis art, tarot cards, his Ooh. operating system, the elephant, the ultra-realistic elephant. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Worship at the temple, indeed. Uh, uh, yeah. He, he said, sent us a monthly financial support. Sorry, I cut you off, and I'm, I'm taking it over. I love Turbo. I, I, he gave us $5 and... 33 cents. So thank you very much for your monthly uh, uh, support. It, we really appreciate it. Hell yeah. Do you want to do the next one too? Sure. Uh, my man Junta uh, sent in his monthly donation of $3.33. Also, uh, thank you for the support and for the chicken nuggy smoothies. Did you get your chicken <laughs> nuggy smoothies? Uh, it's a thing. <laughs> uh huh. I knew it. I knew it. There's only one uh, thing in, sustaining me throughout the days. <laughs> <laughs> you know what fuel you need to get through the day. <laughs> Trust in chicken nuggy smoothies. Gives you all the protein you need in an easily digestible form. Now try oh, with our breaded crust crumble <laughs> with mm. whipped cream. <laughs> we'll even put in a booster shot. Uh, if you, if you ask, if you ask, it's not necessary. Uh, get some wellness also in your life. If you can support mousy bear, uh, who is Junta's SO and you can get some uh, really fantastic, healthy, organic, natural gummies at your disposal. And anybody is able to go to the website and get behind the schemes themed gummies, which is, uh, I think pretty cool. You can also do the uh, bowl after bowl, uh, and there's a they have super, bowl after bowl, super secret bowl after bowl shapes, but you gotta ask for them. You gotta. Ask you didn't for hear that them. from They're us. On the secret menu. Yeah, you didn't yeah. hear that from us. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see it's nothing. It's a rumor. I didn't say nothing. I didn't hear nothing. If you see something, don't say. I didn't say shit. Thing. What are you talking about? Um. Thank you, thank you, Junta. We really appreciate it, and uh, I hope you're doing well, buddy. Hell yeah. Uh. Also, before we get to this next one, I did because I forgot to add them to the section again. My apologies. Uh, But two of the tracks that were featured in tonight's intermission, one of them was uh, an end of show mix that Servo had made up and submitted. Um, And he sent me a copy of it. And that was that middle one. And then that last track at the end, the uh, Wicked Wasteland Wonderland Elvis track. Was uh, mm. was a contribution of uh, Make Heroisms. Uh, that was really, really nice. Really spooky. Hell yeah. We appreciate it, y'all. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. We really do. Glad to play anything. You got something you want to get on the show? Send it our way. Oh, yeah. We can take any and all comers, <laughs> as they say. 
I will literally get it into my mouth and be okay with it. <laughs> oh, my eye. Timestamp. Let's see if I can do the timestamp. <laughs> How do you do timestamp? Just timestamp. Uh, ex- if I'm time not stamp? mistaken, the other time I got a timestamp was saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tasting a trend. It's not actually timestamp, is it? Yeah. The command? Yeah. Just, ti- just timestamp. Oh. Nope. I thought it was nope. TS something. Nope. No exclamation point. Just write timestamp. One word. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. And then I can come in and do exclamation point TS list. And, uh, okay, and that'll show. Okay. Oh, you can do ISO timestamp and timecode. Uh, thank you, Servo. Thank you, Servo. ISO uh, is uh, yeah, the, thing, the way I'll go, I think. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Good to know. Gal does some really amazing things. Uh, yeah. Definitely the coolest fucking bot. This side and that side of the internet. My first timestamp on this guy. Yeah, you can ask Gal all kinds of questions. Uh, it has the Wolfram Alpha... Uh, query uh, search. Yeah, query search plugin. And it, and it has all sorts of features that... So many that we, we really should probably utilize more of them, but we'll have to we'll have to get into that. But yeah, if you ask it who George Washington is, it'll tell you. you yeah. Know, it's a great bot. It's really, really nifty. Well, it's also got the die roll. You can roll dice. Uh, that's actually what I use for dice. The, the Battle of the Douchebags. We had episode four yesterday with uh, Cretched, myself, Dean Reiner, and Cersei Seat Sitter. I will not spoil who won, but it was a great game, and I got thoroughly thrashed. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's, That's all I'm saying. Semi-spoiler, but yeah, yeah, I like it. I it's like fine. It. I mean, it happens. Uh, never mind. <laughs> it happens yeah, so early. Great. Like, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> does uh, it work? Yeah, yeah. Turbo did that in the uh, in the in the chat. He did. The, he asked who George Washington was, and it worked. Hell yeah! Uh, she also draw tarot uh, cards for you, uh, which is by far my favorite favorite thing. We have about her. It's not just Gal that does the tarot. We also have the the full Pepe gif. Uh, 4chan set for each and every draw, and you can do uh, Celtic draws, Celtic draws. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really incredible, and it will also interpret the card for you with a sort of an abridged version of how to do it. If you really want to understand the card, you should probably look at other sources, but it's, uh, it's definitely a, a great place to start. It's very easy to do, that's for sure. Exclamation point draw space Celtic. That's right. And that's the way you do it. Uh, let's get to this last donation that come through. Because mm-hmm. there was a note that specifically had something for you. Oh? Yeah. I got it right there at the end. Uh, but it was uh, the MK Ultra one. Yes, of course. The Big Bala. Yes. Uh, oh, I forgot the number. <laughs> God damn it, man. <laughs> All See, right. this is what happens when you're not on top of your shit. Um, but it was uh, Mary Kate Ultra with a donation. Uh, it was a stunning donation of $100. Yeah. Very, very generous. Thank you, Mary Kate Ultra. Yeah. And then that's the note that she sent right after that. Uh, she's one of the architects of our of our phone number jingle. It's a, It's a killer one. The, uh, so did you read the note? 
the, is there a note? Yeah, the note reads, Evening, gentle sirs. We'll figure out how to boost and everything else subs- uh, subsequently. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you for all the delight once more. Birthday greetings, L-Dog. Thank up. Mary Kate Ultra and make heroism. Thanks, MK Dog and make heroism dog. I appreciate. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Uh, I'm later going to be reading from a book that they gave me. Uh, they've been they've been really really cool and and this support is of course extremely appreciated. So thank you very much for that. It's gonna be a real who's who of child rapists. If you want to use this toilet, you're gonna have to sit down. <laughs> John Crapper. I'm not just anybody. I'm an object. Hell yeah! Well, th- thank the you. email body inspector. Oh. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Do you want the Do you want the bam bam bam? No, hit, hit, yeah, you got it on hand. Email body inspector. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. That's what I like God to hear. bless you, kids. Mm. Hell yeah! Excellent. Well, thank you very much, everybody. This is a value for value production, which means, uh, of course, that any value you get out of the show, you return the value in kind. With uh, that can be financial donations, it can be voicemails, it can be boostograms, it can be uh, just about any any form uh, of uh, effort that you show towards the show can be considered producing. So thank you very much. Hell yeah! No, um, it's uh, it's that sort of shit that makes it go around. Um, Indeed. Do you want to hit a uh, uh, scream and then we'll jump into some man myth and magic, perhaps? Yes, let's do it. Oh my, are we getting hexed? Sounded a little uh magic y. A little hexy. A little hexy. Hmm. Well, you know, I just started growing a little sage in the backyard. I think I might have to dry a little bit of that out and burn it later. Ooh, fresh sage? Fresh sage. Nice. From the garden. But, you know, you, you leave it out in the sun for a little bit. No doubt. You got to dry it out so it'll burn proper. So it'll get so nice it'll and smoky. Yeah. Well, if you, if you let it green, it's just going to... It's not going to light properly. Right. It'll just catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Hell yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, Spooky. Thanks for thanks for cursing us, caller. We appreciate it. Yes. Uh we only have one left, so if you want to get yours in, we still got plenty of time. Six one two two six three seven nine 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 is that telephone number. Six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Give us a call now. Give us a call. What's going on? It's not gonna cost you a dime. Except your soul falls. See, now I need the reverb machine. <laughs> you mean you want to tell them about their soul being at stake? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have a, a reverb element anywhere. But it's not from lack of trying. <laughs> I know. I know that. Trust me. That's understood. Oh, man. Uh, I have 
an exciting choose your own adventure once more this week. It is uh, from the same book as was used with a series of subjects described from a, a, a sort of like funky supernatural context. And these uh, topics are listed as such from Center V, starting with Virgo and Vishnu, and ending with Zeus and Zombies. Now, last week we talked about Wagner, which I thought was a cool topic. That was super cool. Uh, surprise sleeper hit, no doubt. I, I think so. I think people were, were interested in the topic, and I think some people even knew a bit about it. And uh, that's something worth looking into. We could do a whole episode on Wagner at this point, I would say. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, so that's something that we might want to do in the future. That'd be cool. Because there's definitely a lot here about it. If Crowley's writing about the guy, you know it's, it's legit. Um, but we have these other topics here that are pretty good. They're not necessarily people. They could just be, uh, you know, general things like wheels or witchcraft, or wolf, or Yahweh, or zealots. Ooh. Zealots sounds kind of fun. Uh, you also had me at zombie, too. I'm just throwing that Zombies. out there as an alt. Yeah. Uh, not that I can use that word. I I am deeply sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> on the topic of words we can't say, one of the topics in this is wandering Jew. Oh! <gasps> Oh, my. That's right. Believe that. This is, an, this is a, a politically incorrect book, people. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, I think, I think the one that I have has Negroes in it. As an entry. <laughs> nice. The other encyclopedia I have, because I, I was given two volumes, the other one is uh, very interesting. But it, it's not a series of topics like this. It's more a bibliography and like in a random assortment of articles and charts and calendars and things like that. And it's really difficult to kind of present material of that book in an audio form. I would have to have a lot of like visual material to present with it. Uh, but this. A No simple. Agenda Tube channel, perhaps? Perhaps, perhaps. Mm-hmm. That's a fun little addition to the equation that I'm looking forward to working with. Yeah. No um, fucking doubt, man. Well. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, I'll i leave it up. To this. How about zombies, zealots? These are just ones that are standing out to me that I think you'd like. White magic. Um, I could go for a little bit of white magic. White magic. Somehow that was the most politically incorrect of all. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was I was looking through. This was a uh, volume ten covers Hercules to immortality, and the only one that <laughs> jumps out to me is Holy Rollers. <laughs> Holy Rollers. Holy Rollers. Wow. I think uh, you might have to put that on your list of ones that you might want to read sometime. I'd like to hear about the Holy Rollers. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know if, if we hadn't if we hadn't started so like I I would have considered it, but uh, nah, no, this is uh we can we can do this anytime. But honest, I'll, I'll just I'll, do 
Okay. What's that? I'm going to throw this out here real quick. Uh, 100th episode. That's like what we'll do. We'll do that. We'll take live phone calls. Play some music mm-hmm. from intermission of uh, episodes gone by. I think that's going to be a killer time. Oh, we should. We'll uh, we'll do like a seance. You know, we'll get the music going. We'll get the sage going. Yeah. We'll start reading from the sacred texts. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but the texts. Oh, so help me. Hell yeah. Yeah, there you go. nasty scheme. Right you are, Dame DeLorean. Right you are. <laughs> let's uh, let's do some white magic. White magic. What is your initial thought of white magic when you think of that, when you hear that term? Final Fantasy VI uh, spells that usually cause buffs to character, player characters, uh, whether it be like Cure, Curagra, um, maybe a Barrier, Haste, uh, Float. Even just anything that adds a boost or beneficial effect that is, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be just magic. It can be items as well. Uh, but it's magic that is of a, uh, just healing nature, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Healing magic or buffing magic with the case of a video game or something like that. But yeah, yeah, I think me too. That's kind of the idea that I get in my head too. Is a, like a a beneficial um, healing ma- magician or alchemist, like you said, it doesn't have to be magic or whatever. But also in role playing games, sometimes they're kind of categorizes the uh, uh, just like the straw character, one hit and they're out. <laughs> they're very frail. Yeah. They must be protected. Glass, uh, glass, uh, not glass cannons. They're squishy. I'm trying to think of all the the MMO terms. Squishy glass magicians, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Squishy glass magicians. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> Who being so squishy, bro? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the gist. Um, uh, so says this is the opening line of this article here. The white magician of the past, like the psychiatrist of today, was basically a healer, and the complaints treated and the methods used were similar. Whether we attribute our ills to devils or to neuroses, the result is anxiety. And where anxiety resists, where anxiety exists, measures will always be taken to allay it. So that's the opening quote for white magic. Wow. Um, just uh, before I get into it, really, I get, there's some images here, which I should probably take pictures of and put in the notes. But they have uh, just a lot of talismans seem to be the images that they use. They have ropes, frayed ropes with um, art and intricate designs on them. And they have simple uh, driftwood that's been painted and carved into that's nailed onto a great old tree. Looks like a banyan tree or something. And um, all of these sorts of little effects these little items these little painted pieces i guess has something to do with white magic uh described as ancestral science and also as the art of compulsion of the supernatural magic is in practice a human technique designed to control the environment it is based on the belief that the forces of nature can be recruited to serve man's interests in many primitive societies 
Control of the forces was one of the most important functions of the priesthood, and it is only comparatively recently it is only comparatively recently that magic has become divorced from religion. Huh. Like that. The battle between good and evil, or light and darkness, between white magic and black, may have existed only in the imagination, but it has always been conducted by the dedicated individuals who were assumed to have access to psychic powers. The practitioner of white magic may have been a priest, a magician, or a psychically endowed layman, but he always insisted that his supernatural operations were dedicated to the service of man, a claim that led to a great deal of contention. Both priests and magicians tend to insist that they and they alone have the qualifications to perform their vital role. This is why the clergy are so often attacked. Uh, this is why the clergy has so often attacked magicians as agents of the devil. That's the first couple paragraphs. Um, and it's interesting that they they kind of state that it's people with the psychic tendencies. Um, yeah, it seems oddly it specific. I I guess I always considered some. Uh, I guess magic in general, uh, something anybody and pretty much everybody <laughs> practices to some degree on a, in a given day. Well, they all participate in it. There's that's for sure. Yeah. Whether they know it or not, and, uh, there are people that are so naturally attuned to, to something different, and yeah, there there is an industry of it. There's people that are professionally that, but there's just random people out there that have a gift, and um, don't do it professionally. That's for sure. <laughs> I imagine, right? Right. God damn it! I said right again. Right. Fucking dog me another five sets. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <sighs> I it's ten yeah. sets. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh yeah! <laughs> God, God damn! <laughs> Feels good. Oh my! <laughs> Welcome to your doom. Uh, rise from your grave. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just okay. So getting back to the uh, the psychic nature of these of these folks, I almost said these people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we're walking on a tightrope here. Tightrope here. I know, I know, I know. Um, it's I guess the their implication is that people that practice some honest to goodness white magic are born with a inherent natural trait and it's not any it's not something that anybody or everybody could uh could acquire or practice i guess yeah i'd say so too i agree with that yeah and and though and as it says magic is a manipulation of nature but the fact that people are inherently gifted with this sort of manipulation of nature Shows that in and of itself, it is natural. It's a na- it's a part of nature. It's a part of what we consider na- the natural world. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, it goes on. Magic has its positive and negative aspects. Its active and passive principles. Similarly, magic practitioners may be divided into two basic personality types. One is the seeker of power, who strives to overcome his personal deficiencies by dominating others. 
and the other is the seeker of wisdom, who, driven by the same unconscious impulses, attempts to find the key to the hidden treasures of truth. The white magician traditionally calls upon God, angels, elemental spirits, to supply the power he needs for his operations. The black magician is supposed to derive his powers from devils and ghouls and other night monsters. Uh, Black magic should not be written off, for it can implant a degree of terror in a victim that may seriously harm him. See, curse. (laughs) 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 Um. The history of conflict between... Oh, go ahead. What, Paladins. Paladins, too, would fit into this category. And clerics. Yeah. No yes. Doubt. Champions of uh, of a light or whatever. Yeah. Of the stupid, That's... gaudy, like, over-ornate, like, angelic fucking pieces of armor that are just bullshit, and they got some, like... Uh, not Halo, but, like, maybe Hermes ears, and little wings behind mm-hmm. their little fucking... You know, on their helm. Yeah. yeah. And some way nice, like, sword or warhammer that just is way too much money. I was thinking maybe like a, like a spear, almost. Or a spear. Yeah. Spear works, too. That's when I think of people slaying giant serpents, you know. You gotta yeah. use the spear. Spear's the way to go. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, it all, it's all, you know, sort of a, it's all part of it. The big story. It's the big story. It's a big story. Bigly. You know, we, we, tell, the tell, the biggest, we tell the greatest story. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Spears, the greatest. The greatest weapon, maybe ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it when they say, see curse, all, all uh, caps, see curse. God, now I'm going to have to just like somehow dedicate my life to getting the rest of these volumes. In my personal collection. Do it. Do it. Uh, the history of the conflict between black magic and white suggests that uh, in the main, it is not a highly specialized magician who is held responsible for psychic attacks, but ordinary individuals, usually neighbors, who are thought to have the evil eye, C-I, <laughs> or evil mouth. Ooh, evil eye or evil mouth. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh, goodness. Uh, and uh, to be involuntary agents of evil. Among people who believe in bewitchment, the fear of being caught by it, unprotected, is ever-present. Drowsiness, for example, is supposed to be a vulnerable state, which must be avoided at all costs unless one has taken steps to protect oneself by white magic such as by wearing an amulet. The Gospel of St. John, hung on a cord around the neck, was thought to be effective for this purpose, as was the Lord's Prayer inscribed on a piece of paper and kept in one shoe. (laughs) Um, The charm bracelet, which has become universally popular as a luck-bringer since its introduction about a hundred years ago, is probably the last of the traditional protective devices, but many people observe eccentric rites, to which they resort when agitated. An unexpected example which I came across recently was the wearing of a violin, D-string, around the waist in order to benefit from its favorable vibrations. In the past, whenever personal systems of protection failed to put the mind at ease, a white magician was called in, in much the same way that a psychiatrist is consulted today. 
In the country, the white magician used to be a kind of general practitioner, the village cunning man or conjurer, while his urban counterpart, particularly in the upper ranks of society, tended, uh, tended to specialize in one particular art, such as astrology. In fact, the role of white magician will always remain important in a community that fears magic, or in one that has been convinced by its clergy of the presence of devils. Now, uh, I, I, t- I too have um, worn guitar string. Actually, it was a bass string. It was the uh, it was the set of bass strings from the first time I ever changed one on on a on one of mine. And mm-hmm. I just coiled them up and tightened the fuck out of them, and I made a big honking bracelet out of it. Mm. And then uh, used some leather uh, to kind of just tighten it, tie it together. Mm-hmm. I've done a couple of those over the years, various you, guitar uh, strings. You wear, to put it in a way, you you wear a lot of stuff. You have a lot of pins and bracelets and belts and stuff that you you have you've seen you them know. i've seen them you know i've worn this about same, you before i've seen this I, i've worn the same belt since fucking 2000 and god 15 maybe this yeah. is huge like rigging safety repel belt <laughs> yeah yeah utility belt i get you well it's not even a utility belt it's just got a big honking really. d-ring on the front of it <laughs> You can use it, and, to and you give that out. weight. Yeah, yeah, it'll hold. It's hold me, held me before. I used it to climb up on an aerial trapeze in a Mexican circus in Dallas. <laughs> Not a joke. <laughs> it's, the best part is I didn't think it was. It's just you saying what you were doing. You're like I was working. I was I hanging myself from this I thing. Wasn't even wor- I was visiting a friend of mine. Uh, he uh, had formerly worked with. Uh, Barnum and Bailey's, but him and his girlfriend at the time quit, and she was the uh, aerial artist, and he was her ground rigger. Mm. So I went to go visit them at their uh, at their setup at their circus, and she was done practicing. I was like, I really want to go up there. <laughs> it's maybe thirty feet up in the air. Mm. So I tied into yeah. my belt. Up we went. <laughs> there you go. That's why you have that shit on your belt, just in case you have to do things like that. Yeah, uh, but yes, there is a, a lot of amulets, a lot of bracelets. Uh, yeah, I, I've i never been a big, I don't wear a lot of things, I don't really have a lot of talismans, but when I do, they, they mean a lot, and I understand that I put the weight into them, like the, the spiritual weight. Do you have, I, I know that you have a lot of stuff that you, that you do, but they're, they're, all of it probably has spiritual weight to you, right? Uh, God damn it, I did it again. Sorry. So, that wasn't really a right. That was a that was a, that was a different kind of right. The first one that I, well, I'll just go from order top to bottom. The first one is a is is a a wire wrap that I made myself, and it's a piece of moldavite, which is molten glass, uh, a meteorite, and a Herkimer diamond, a type of quartz found in Herkimer County, New York. Mm. But it's got a little Norse rune on there and an obsidian moon that I got in Mexico. Mm-hmm. But I I made everything, you know, even the chain that it's on. It's leather wrapped with sterling silver or leather braided with sterling silver. Mm-hmm. Um, down below, go. so that, that's white magic. 
you know, you, you making that, you, you building that for yourself and all of the elements that go into it. I feel that. God yeah. damn it, I did it again. See, now I've got it in my own head and I just say <laughs> right after every fucking other thing. You I cursed say. yourself, man. See, curse. <laughs> See, curse. Uh, <laughs> the next one's a piece of fluorite. Fluorite, by far, my favorite rock of all time. Fight me. What? Yeah. Fluorite's my favorite rock Whoa. of all time. I have a fluorite. I have a I have a triangular piece of fluorite that I've had since I was 10 years old. And it's my Hell most cherished yeah. thing. I mean, for a very specific memory and reason, but that's my shit. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good good choice. That was uh that was one of if this rock here was one of three that I picked up uh through a long backstory I'm not gonna get into. Um basically a friend of mine, J four, uh said, Hey, if all of this shit's happening to you, go and try these rocks out and see what happens. And this was one of them. I gave the other two away that I picked up that very day. This is the only one that I have from that excursion. It's and it is. It's got healing properties, as they say. It's good for mental. Uh, it like keeps you sharp. <laughs> yes, this is the idea. I know. I know. Sometimes it doesn't uh, come off that way. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. It, may I tell you my fluorite story? Yes. It won't be long either. Uh, I I bought the fluorite when I was a kid, and I. Like, I was in, like, a little store, and my dad gave me 20 bucks, and he was like, go, you know, buy something, whatever. And I was in the store, and I saw the fluorite, and I loved it, and it was this beautiful green color, and it was was this rough shape, and it was on, like, this piece of wood glued to it. And um, I was like, that's awesome. How much is that? He was like, 20 bucks. (laughs) I was like, I have 20 bucks. Here you go. Took the fluorite, went back to my dad and was like, I got this thing. I was so stoked about it. I was like, look at this thing. And my parents were like, you spent your 20 bucks on that? (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) And I learned several lessons and I cherish them to this day. And I have that piece of rock that just reminds me that First of all, rocks are cool, and second of all, don't spend dumb money on dumb shit. <laughs> now, have you ever held that rock up under black light? Oh, I can't hold anything around here under. No, I, no, I have not. Uh, because you're about to learn something else real fucking cool. That shit glows in the oh. dark, dude. <laughs> oh god, it's fucking bright. Uh, oh, so hot. I mean, uh. God, where the fuck was it? We were, um... Sorry. Black lights um, are so hot, man. Jesus Christ. I wish I could remember what city it was, but I had followed the cast to a, a a gay bar, and they had several black lights going in the club. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a club guy, but I know that they pour the drinks extra strong at some gay bar locations. Pro tip. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's usually free pool if they got a table. Just saying. Um, you know, gay bars are they're legit. Don't 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 put them down. They got they got uh, they got happy hours and oh yeah, great stuff. and a lot of girls hang out at them actually. A ton of girls hang out at gay <laughs> bars. If you're if you're like a straight guy and you want to, I don't know, it just it's worked out that way. 
so I had the fluorite necklace and I looked down on while I was on the floor. And I was like, oh shit, my rock is glowing. And then I had a bigger chunk of fluorite in my pocket because uh, on tour I would I would have a full bag that I like a daily carry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, of various types and charms and amulets and and whatnot, but um, <laughs> I had this, I had a you know sizable chunk of fluorite. I pulled it out and I was talking to Spy mid conversation. I just pull out this fucking glowing rock. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was like, Weird. whoa, dude, check this out, trippy <laughs> man. People should, uh, you know how girls at raves, you know they put. The paint on their face and do all the crazy <gasps> stuff. They should the lipstick. They should do that. The fluoride. Yes. Just get little little bits of fluoride and do that all over. Mm. Crazy, crazy, indubitably Super cool. Who wouldn't be into that? You know, covering that themselves. Smells funky precious as hell, hell Mister Boo Boo. Like it. Funky as hell, <laughs> dude. The black lights are so hot. I, I I once threw a party, and we had all black lights. And it was so, we were sweating. We had glow-in-the-dark paint. Mm-hmm. And like an hour into the party, we're all just sweating off <laughs> all this paint. The black lights are so hot. No doubt. And get some of those wildfires, the the professional, like, uh, they're lighting fixtures for uh, mm. theme parks and shit like that. Or haunted oh, yeah. mazes, you know? Sure. They are way, way hot. So hot. Man, I'm going to totally... I should go to a theme park for Halloween this year. You've inspired me now. i got to go. It's been years oh, since I've been to me. a theme park. Yeah. Just ruin my back on a roller coaster. Let's do it. I, I do love me some roller coasters. Yeah. Um, Can I hit yeah. you with this, uh, this last necklace that I got? Yes. Uh, it's a sundial. I got a sundial that uh, uh, Spaz had picked up for me at uh, reenacting. Uh, re- excuse me, reenactment from one of the sutlers. Sutlers being mm. the people that set up shop in a tent and sell wares. Uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a sundial I've had. Traveling merchants. Fifteen, fourteen. Been a long a sundial. Time. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used it as such? Uh, you know, it was. It was. <laughs> it was way more practical and badass <laughs> uh when we were doing the reenactments um but these days not so much <laughs> sure. yeah. you don't need it but you know you have done it in the past though. oh yeah and there's a there's a ring that you line up there's a whole uh sorry there's a line on the ring on the inside and the months are marked out mm-hmm. um but then you have to uh add or subtract depending on where you are time zone wise and that's what I've kind of forgotten is how many hours you're supposed to track because or drop. Because uh, I can't remember if it's based off the East Coast or not. Anyways. Sure, sure. I get you. Yeah. Hang yeah, on. Yeah. Those are all cool. That's all cool. And it's obvious that you're a white magician. Um. Or you have elements of a white magician. Feels and just with the talismans, you know. It's it's kind of I don't know. Do you think it falls into that binary trap of dimension A, dimension B, whether it's black magic, white magic? Um, I think that those are guidelines as other than as opposed to rules. Uh, in my opinion, like I a think, like a gray Jedi. 
Yeah, it's it's a rubric or it's a sort of mentality to follow. The binariness is a simplicity of what is a complicated nature. And, and there's so many things that you're trying to harness and, and you're giving a, a value to it or you're you're you know, channeling something allegedly, but it's all in your head. You know, it's how, it's how your mind and your body and and whatever your psychic sensibilities can conjure. And, um, whether you do that in the name of the devil or God or angels or whatever, it's your prerogative and it's a tool. And it's definitely like, I think of it like a samurai. Like if you want to be a great swordsman, you have to study in the great styles. Um, you know, if you want to be that, it's not necessary to be a great swordsman, but odds are, if you study in these great styles, you're going to be a great swordsman. You're going to, and then once you master the styles, then you can break the rules and you can develop your own system or whatever as you see fit. I feel like magic's probably a similar way. <laughs> Can't tell you a spoiler alert. Yeah, spoil. Spoil me. Uh, it was. Probably May of 2020, uh, perhaps June, but uh, I put in a lot of intentional magic right at the beginning of uh, starting this, starting recording with Monty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of sigil work, and then burned the fuck, and burned the fuck out of it and forgot it. <laughs> oh my god. You got to, this man. whole thing is set in motion, man. You know, but that's what they do. That's what that's what happens. Yeah. And just I consciously I should just have known. Try and stack just as much, just you know, weird little quirks as much as possible. And just and you, <laughs> I should have known. I should have known that you burned a glyph. Yeah, I didn't come on yeah. it. I didn't come on. <laughs> it. <laughs> well, that's good. That thank God. It's a good clean burn. Clean, clean burn glyphs, please. And actually burn green. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It might have been because I used a ton of highlighters. But, uh, you know, you never know. I've never burned highlighters before, and I never did afterwards. I am a I mean, piss-poor scientist. Oh, well, we'll repeat the experiment. But for now, we'll just assume it was the ghouls giving you the green light, giving you the <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> Might as well. There's no such thing as Satan. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Satan. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, actively trying to sell this or that to garner that or this. Nah, I've never even thought of anything like that. It's mostly just, um, a lot of it's, I don't know, feels like it's meme based. There's a lot of memes going on. Memes, schemes within memes. Yeah, the memes are are spells themselves, or sigils, or whatever you want to call them. They they represent something. They're my favorite. Um, it's it's when a great natural phenomenon that exists outside of our language perception is distilled into one image, and it's it's all fifty things that we associate with it. You know, like when you look at a Pepe tarot card, you think of the tarot, you think of Pepe, you think of all these different little elements you think of you know it's you think all, of all of the white supremacists hiding underneath of your bed waiting for the chance to kill you in your sleep um <laughs> blueberry has a lot of enemies i don't have i don't have the similar i don't run in this the same circles 
I think you may want to quit burning uh, sigils, man, because... Although, I did have a spooky dude, uh, fucking some sales guy, knock on my door a bunch of times. Scared the shit out of me. I I heard the knock the second time. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. This guy really, really wanted to fucking sell me solar panels or something. I don't know. I was just, dude, just go away. <laughs> no, sorry. But, uh, yep. Was there, uh, you, was there anything else on the, uh, come out of the wood. <laughs> was there anything else on the entry of white magic? I will close with, uh, well, uh, I'll just go a little bit. I mean, it's, it's actually kind of long. It it goes. Uh, it talks about them being doctors, vets. Talks about being them being detectives. Mm. Um, uh, medieval Germany, nineteenth century North America. Uh, uh, healers. It kind of goes into Jesus at some point, and um, Jesus being a, a white magician, I guess, or, or associating with that. Uh, they talk about African witch doctors. Um, let's see here. English folklorists. The social value of the white magician was to some extent counterbalanced by the dangers inherent in the methods of treatment. So you have, um, the Hippocratic oath coming into play. And, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting that, uh, doctors would be considered white magicians, which I totally understand. It makes nothing but perfect sense. But it's interesting to see that perversed and flipped on its head. Not that I'm implying anything. Oh, I like the idea of witch doctors being white magicians. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And you can really see. I mean, when when I look at this uh, this image, which I should really just post a picture of the driftwood being nailed to the tree, and like it looks like it's in. Oh, it's in Saint Joseph. Yeah, it's everything's in French. You know, it's out on an island somewhere. So it brings that into play. I love that. Uh, these witch doctor practices, uh, one of which led to many tragedies, a hunting down and execution of so-called black witches, the instigation of white ones. Isolated examples have occurred in the 20th century. Some 40 years ago, for instance, the powwow men of Pennsylvania were indirectly responsible for the murders of a number of innocent victims of popular prejudice. I wonder what that means. More recently, similar cases. I'm, I'm have been sorry. Did you say West powwow Germany. men? Powwow men. You know, like a like a Native American powwow. Okay. Uh, powwow men. So I guess this is these are Native American uh, shaman. And this is a very short sentence. It says the powwow men of Pennsylvania were indirectly responsible for the murders of a number of innocent victims of popular prejudice, but they don't go into detail. Don't say how or why they did it. Interesting. Uh, they talk about West Germany. They talk about uh, the, the more British uh, folklore and, um, and Crowley, you know, always goes back you know, Crowley is in that too. White magic sanctioned by governments, by the church. Love magic. See, love magic. A primitive type of marriage guidance was in constant demand by all bishops. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Whoa. Well, uh, I just found something interesting. 
Um, uh, uh, this is from Pager, PagermanPowwow.com. Uh, a powwow is a faith healer and folk magician native to Pennsylvania with German-speaking ancestry. It has nothing mm. to do with Native American culture. Uh, it's oh, wow. Yeah. Let's, uh, that's some dude's fucking personal blog. Um, let's go to this museum. The Damn, sounds like a rabbit hole. <laughs> healing rituals of Dutch country. Um, wow. Well, and this link to the- oh, like Amish. Well, it's the same area. Uh, religious orders mm. across the globe, transcending lines of creed and eth- ethnicity, engage in ritual as an act of part of spirituality. Uh, let's see, and rituals don't by is by no means unique to the religious setting. Pennsylvania's tradition of ritual healing, known as powwow or barushere. In the language of the Pennsylvanian Dutch, is one of many vernacular healing systems in North America that combines elements of religion and belief with healing and, and uh, health, informed primarily by oral tradition, and encompasses a wide spectrum of healing rituals, um, including humans and livestock. And this is, is this a sect of Protestantism? This is what I'm kind of seeing. All this. They're, they're talking about the, the Christian element. Uh, majority of or these, are these guys. Uh, I, I just see uh, the majority, is, uh, majority of these rituals are overlaying with Christian symbols in their pattern and content. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Interesting. So it's its own. Yeah. It's, it's another sect of Christian mysticism, Protestant mysticism. Very cool. Oh yeah. Man, this is definitely worth looking into as well. Fascinating. These books are well, awesome. <laughs> these books are awesome. Yeah. I'll I'll I'm gonna wrap this up because I know it's it's time for us to go. Uh I think that's just about it. I mean it talks about all these different various white magicians and um it's uh it's cool. God, these are really cool. They brought up England, all the stuff I sort of said that, Middle Ages. Yeah, that's about it. Very cool, though. And and then they definitely squeezed Jesus in there real quick. <laughs> Squeeze Jesus. Because, <laughs> you know, Christianity has, has can adapt to this sort of uh, blend of magic and religion, which the religion now has been stripped a lot of the magic. It's just a lot of formality and and hidey tidiness and bullshit. But back then, you know, Jesus was a healer and he performed miracles and he was a magician. And that's what the religion, whether it likes it or not, is ultimately founded on. And it's that blend that, that ties it into the, to the fabric as it were, you know, it gets to be the new paganism or whatever. Well, speaking of fabric, I mean, uh, Dutch Pennsylvania is pretty much spitting distance from the Appalachians. Appalachian Mountains, specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious how much of an offshoot powwowing is from uh, snake handling or, you know, vice versa. It's interesting. Yeah, probably not too far off. Yeah. All um, right. Well, yeah, that's about it for Man, Myth, and Magic. Again, thanks to uh, Make Heroism and Mary Kate Ultra for sending that in. Uh, it's a really cool book, and I've been enjoying it very much. Hell yeah. You want to enjoy one final screen mail for tonight? 
Yes, indeed. That was like a like a movie star scream or something. It is. It's from a movie. I'm trying to remember which one. I've <laughs> definitely heard this scream before. Let's do it. Sounds like the door was dropped out from underneath of them or something. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe their hand was chopped off. Oh, there's a there's a solid thunk. There's a there's a thunk and it doesn't kill the person, but it, it definitely hurts a lot. Yeah. They're screaming mm. all right. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Whatever they're going through it sucks. Uh nice. Good scream. Good scream. Well, thank you. And you still got plenty of time until next week, until, uh, uh, I'm sorry, you still have plenty of time to get your screen mail in until next week, when we do this show live every Monday night at 7.30, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern, respectively, over at BehindTheSchemes.com. It's uh, Schemes with Threes for Ease. You can also go to BadRadio.Live or LoveIsLit.com. And uh, see all the stuff that's going on there. And you can also check us out on a Podcasting 2.0 compliant app by going to nudepodcastapps.com and uh, seeing what's going on. Oh, fuck yeah, you're going to make me compliant. Make me comply. I'd also like to thank uh, Sir Manny again for uh, putting me over the top and getting with my knighthood. I've been knighted. I'm now Sir Lavish. So thank you so much again, Sir Manny. Hell yeah. Uh, appreciate it. That's Sir Manny with a capital G, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big G. Uh, that shit's so cool. I'm, I'm very grateful for what he did, and uh, it'll be a good time. Well, have yeah. some fun, man. It'll be nothing but kick-ass adventure. <laughs> Oh, man. What an adventure it is. <laughs> oh, sweet baby. And, uh, and thanks to everybody else involved in anything else that may be associated with my nighthead. You know who you are. Thank you very much. Yeah. That'll be good. I think... Uh, actually, I'm not sure what I think. At this very moment, I'm not sure what I think. But, uh, I know that... Uh, no one should bug Adam or John. That's what I think. <laughs> quit, quit bugging them. Uh, but other than that, this is getting, getting worse. worse. What, what a time it is. <laughs> eat it, eat it, eat it. Is that funny? Oh boy. Well, hell yeah. Hit us with your night uh, night name. I've been Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. Oh, yeah, baby. And I've been Sir Lavish, the Red. <laughs> yeah! I'm just a rock and roll clown! I'm okay! I know you like to get wet, dog. But instead of using the word conspiracy, I like to use the word scheme. There's a lot of schemes out there. Oh my goodness! Enlist and fight for your mom, for your sweetheart, for democracy, for glory. The Paul
all you have been, have been paid for by the New World Order. Oh yeah, if I've witnessed the serpent swallow the age, oh yeah. Boo! This is Behind the Schemes. The esoterica of your dreams. Ha, 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 ha.